Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today, I want to share with you a foundational principle in the kingdom of God. If you grasp this, I believe that you will get to your destination, whatever that destination might be in your case. I've learned that Christianity is very simple. All you need to do is answer three questions. Who am I? What am I called to do? And with whom am I called to do it with? If you can answer those three questions, I believe you will get to your destination. The destination which, of course, God has destined you to fulfill. And so to lay a foundation on what I'm going to share with you today, I'm going to read one verse of scripture from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1 and verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The title of my message is, Understanding Your Identity, Your Separation to That Identity, and Ultimately Your Appointment to Whatever God Has Appointed You to Do. This verse of Scripture defines who we are in God, what we are called to do, and how. This is what the Lord said to Jeremiah. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. You may ask the question, How did God know me before I was formed in my mother's womb? You existed in God's mind before you got here on this earth. God knew you. He knew exactly who he wanted to make, with which parents you were going to be born into, which family. He fashioned you in such a way and gifted you in such a way to fulfill your purpose in life. As you notice in this verse of Scripture, we see three stages of progression. One, identity. And when I speak about identity, I'm not talking about your natural physical identity. Everybody knows that. For example, Peter. His name is Peter Mark Anthony Henson. He was born to Bob and Trish Henson in Zimbabwe. You know your identity. You don't need a revelation to know who you are in the natural. But we are not just natural beings. We are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a physical body. What I see 
is your physical houses where the person lives. So when I speak about identity, I'm speaking about who are you in God? Who did God created you to be? Because he says, I knew you before you were formed. And listen to this. He said, before you were born, I set you apart or consecrated you or sanctified you. What does that mean? That means that God separated you for a specific assignment, for a specific purpose. That's why he created you. He wanted something done on the earth, and he wanted to do it through you. The thing that separates us from every other human being and distinguishes you, wishes you as a unique individual, is the dream and the purpose that God assigned you to fulfill. So we need to answer that question. Who am I in God? I thank God I found that out early in my life. I was just, it was just before my 24th birthday. And when I was praying one day and seeking God and, and pr fervently praying, I wasn't searching for an identity. I read a portion of scripture that literally jumped out of the page. I can tell you where it is, and I can tell you what God said, but I'm not going to do it. And I knew that moment who God created me to be. Therefore, you see, the second stage is being separated to your calling. Once you find out who you really are in God, there comes a stage of being separated to your identity. There is a stage of preparation, of being prepared for what God has assigned you to do. Just like a person, he wants to become a doctor, a medical doctor. What does he do? He goes to school, he goes to university, then he chooses the medical field. And he studies and he prepares for many years, I think eight years altogether in order to be licensed and authorized to function in the medical field. Am I right? Am I right so far? That person is authorized. You see, if you do not know who you are, then you are unauthorized to function. And we have many unauthorized people today running around, being in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing that God never called them to do, that's why they find themselves frustrated, anxious, fearful, stressed out. Why? Because they're not functioning in the God-given grace. Whatever God calls you to do, He gives you the appropriate grace to do it with. If you're functioning outside of that grace because you don't know who you are, you're going to be experimenting with life. And you will find many disappointments. Am I right? All right. So I wanted to do something before my preaching and I completely forgot. We'll do it afterwards. Look at the third stage. You're being separated. Well, when I discovered who God created me to be, I was in business. That's all I knew how to do. Since I was 12, 13 years old, I was behind the counter with my dad, selling bread, selling milk, selling cigarettes. 
That's all I knew how to do. And I went and I worked for other people. They put me behind the counter in supermarkets. And that's all I knew how to do. When I got married, my father-in-law was a businessman. He, uh, he blessed us by giving us a supermarket. And he said, here it is. Work for your living. But that was not my calling. When I discovered who I was, I was still in business and I was serving the Lord and following him diligently. But when he showed me who he made me to be, I started separating myself for the work which he was appointing me to. And from the time I discovered my identity until the time I was appointed into that office, it was seven years of preparation. In the Word of God. We didn't have Bible schools in Masvingo then. I created my own Bible school, my own library. My office became a library. And I studied diligently. And I prayed. And I listened. And I studied. And I received revelation from other men of God. Seven years separated and prepared for what God called me to do. At the end of seven years, there came the time that the word says here, appointment. Let me read the scripture again. Before you were born, I set you apart and ultimately appointed you, he said to Jeremiah, as my prophet to the nations. Some are appointed to be prophets. Others are appointed to be teachers, high school teachers. Others are appointed to be nurses, doctors, entrepreneurs. God gives you that grace and that gift to function in your God-given appointment. And so then my pastor laid hands on me and kicked me out of the nest. He says, now you go and fulfill your assignment. And I've been going, this week completes 40 years of ministry. I'm not tired. I'm not worn out. I would do this even if I don't get paid. This is my life. This is my assignment. This is what I was born to do. I found my grace. I found my place. And I found my calling. We have young people here today. Don't experiment with life. Start on the right track. Why is it important for you to discover who you really are? God says, I know you. The only person that is going to reveal your spiritual identity is the person of the Holy Spirit. To our detriment, many times we have minimized his ministry. We have ignored his presence. We have neglected his fellowship. Many believers don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. They've never heard his voice. They've never experienced his guidance. That is a tragedy, folks. Because Jesus said, I am going, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm going to send you another. He called him Paraklitos, meaning one who is alongside you to help you, to guide you, to lead you into all truth. He alone knows who you are. And if you're going to get that information, you're only going to get it from him. There is no way you can 
know your identity by looking or trusting your physical five senses because these things are spiritually discerned. Remember what Corinthians says? The natural man, the man who hasn't got the spirit, does not receive the things of the spirit. They are foolishness to him. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 and 10, he says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the mind of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us, how? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So he told us, first of all, that your senses cannot perceive what God has prepared for you. Your senses cannot verify your identity because they are in another realm. But you get to know who you are, what God has prepared you for, by the revelation of the Spirit. So if you want to know, the first thing you need to do is honor the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, today is as good as any other time. I recall I was born again on a Thursday evening on the 6th of August, 1976. On Sunday evening, I was baptized in water. On Monday, I got into my car and drove all the way back from Johannesburg to my wife in Fort Victoria. We were reunited. Our marriage was restored. That very week, I read a book that said the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all believers of every generation. I was stirred. I was hungry for the things of God. I went into my bedroom. I don't know why. And I closed the door because I was all alone in the house. I knelt by my bedside. I lifted my hands to the Lord. And I said, I'm not getting off my knees until you baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I didn't wait long. I opened my mouth by the inspiration of the Spirit. And I spoke in a tongue, in a foreign tongue. I had never learned. It sounded like Indian. I walked outside of my bedroom door into the yard, and for the first time I saw the beauty of God's creation. And I said, where was all this beauty before that I could not see? I was blind. And the love of God came into my heart like a torrent of waves. And I felt that I could embrace the entire world and love them. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit does to you. I want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized in the Spirit, get on your knees and seek Him until you find Him. Because He alone knows who you are. God came to Gideon. He found him in a cave, terrified. And he calls out to him and he says, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. Gideon was shocked. He said, me? <laughs> you know why he was hiding? He didn't know who he was. And there are a lot of people today hiding in the shadows. They are unknowable to the world. Nobody knows them. Because they don't know who they are. They 
you know, Miles Monroe said something so profound. He said, the majority of the people in the world live and die, and they never show up on the stage of the world. Artists buried without revealing the gifts. Book, books that were meant to be written were never written. Poems that were meant to be given to the world to bless. Music, because people did not know who they were. And then he says this, he said, the richest place on the earth, it is not the gold mines, he said, of South Africa. It is the cemetery. So many talents, so many gifts were buried that were never revealed to the world. In the eyes of God, you are a mighty man, you are a mighty woman destined for greatness. But you've got to discover who you really are in God. Listen to what the Lord says. The problem is we listen to the wrong voices, folks. The voices that instead of uplifting us, they push us down. You are useless. You'll never amount to anything. You are a rotten sinner. You are a failure, man. You're never going to amount to anything. When you start listening to those voices, it's like you're drinking poison and you think it's not going to hurt you. These are not the voices of the Spirit. In the eyes of God, not only you are a unique individual, but you are a person of value and worth. So much so that God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son to redeem you and to bring you back to himself. What value did he place upon you? What worth? How much love? Can he express any more than what he has expressed by giving his only son, his only begotten son, the son whom he loved more than anything else? He handed him over to be crucified, to be scourged, to suffer, and to be nailed on the cross because he loved you and me. That tells me you are a person of great value and great worth, and you should never ever listen to other voices that belittle you. You see, once you know who you are, nobody can devalue you. Nobody can degrade you because you know your worth. I don't care what others' opinions are. I care only of the opinion of one. What does God think of me? And I'm going to read to you how God feels about you and what he thinks about you. And I'm going to read a portion from Psalm 139 verse 13 to 18. In this passage of scripture, I love the Passion Translation, or rather commentary, call it whatever you will. Listen to what God said, or the psalmist says to God, you formed my inward being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. You wove them wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do and create is marvelously breathtaking. Have you ever looked at the mirror in the morning and says, you are marvelous in God's eyes. 
You are wonderful, marvelous creation of God. Uh, intricately delicated and woven and put together everything about you, every bone, every ligament, every gift, every talent. God meticulously put you together. And he loves you. He goes on to say, it simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. God knew what he was making. And he saw you before he, he ever created you. He saw the finished product and he came back and he started creating you. He arranged the family you were to be born in. He arranged the country you are to live in. He arranged the church that you are to be planted in. He arranged everything about you. In fact, listen to what he says. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Do you know that God has a book about you? That book is finished. He has it every, ch I don't know which chapter you're in now, but every day of your life was recorded even before you got here. God planned every detail. That is why I say, when you connect with God's dreams for your life, you are literally transformed into the person that God created you to be. You find your grace, you find your gift, and there is evidence because there is abounding fruit in what you're doing. Who am I? What did God call me to do in life? You go to, you go to, you go to target, you go to discover your niche, your place. Many, many believers are out of place. Therefore, they are frustrated, disconnected, lifeless, discouraged, stressed out. Get connected, first of all, with the Holy Spirit and with your spiritual family. And then there's life going to flow into you. Young men, young women, you better find out your identity and stop experimenting with life. When you find out who you are, you live your life with precision. You're not experimenting anymore. You're functioning in your grace. I don't care how long it takes on your knees. I don't care how long it takes for you to fast and pray. But listen, you've got to answer these questions for your sake, for the sake of your, of your maybe unborn children or your children and your grandchildren. Because what you do in life and what you decide will affect not just you, but your family and the generations that will come after you. There was a young man in our church. His name is Siobhan. I could see this man had, this young man had potential. He came and sat next to me one day in our Bible study. And uh, very few people sit next to me when we do Bible studies. 
because they know I'm going to drill them with questions. So he came and sat next to me and said, young man, what's your name? He said, Siobhan, how old are you? He said, 21. I said, what do you do in life? He said, nothing. I said, who supports you? He said, my mother. I said, you finished school? Yes. Why is your mother supporting you? Why haven't you got a job? He said, I don't know. I said, today is Wednesday. When I see you next time, you better have a job. He walked out. Later, he told me no one ever spoke to me like that before. You see, he grew up in a home without a father. Nobody spoke to him like that. He didn't know what it means to have a father in the home, just a mother. He prayed all night, he said. He called Michael, and Michael helped him to form a CV. The next time I saw him, he had a job in a few days' time. He carried on in that job. And after a while, we went on a camp. Peter was there too. He came and sat next to me again. And I started asking him, the what do you want to be, uh, Siobhan? He says, I want to be a pastor. I said, that's wonderful. Do you believe that's who God called you to be? He said, yes. I said, what are you doing about it? How are you preparing? He said, I don't know. I said, if you want to become a pastor, there is a time of separation and preparation before you step into that calling. Oh, he said. I said, what must, he said, what must I do? I said, go to Bible school. We have a Bible school in our church. He said, I don't have the money. I said, I'll sponsor you. He went the first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Today he's ready, almost ready to be launched into the office that God has called him. But there was a period of preparation. That's what God said to Jeremiah. He said, here are the three stages. Identity. Who am I? Well, Pastor, how can I know who I am in God? Well, I told you, the Holy Spirit will show you. As you read the Bible, as you study it, he's going to take a character from the Bible, possibly, and point him to you. I always gravitated to certain figures in the Bible. Why? Because that was my calling. Amen. The Bible says there was a woman in the book of Acts. Her name was Lydia. What was she? A seller of purple. She was a businesswoman. She was an entrepreneur. God may have called you into the marketplace, into the business world, to create wealth for kingdom purposes. God may call you into the medical field, into the nursing field, into the teaching field. I don't know. Only God knows who you really are. And you must get it from him. You hear that, young man? Ask the question, who am I, Lord? But be diligent. If you come and you were baptized the other night, that means you have committed your life to Christ. That means you have to follow him diligently. You're going to have to stay committed, faithful in prayer, studying the word, in church, in fellowship. All of these things are instrumental in helping you discover who you are. Not only did I know who I was, but the people who knew me around me, in time, they confirmed my identity. And it was confirmed. 
and the Lord will do that for you. You see, I knew you before I formed you. Before you were born, I set you apart, appointed you as you fill in the blank. Let me ask you a question in rounding this up. Do you know who you are in the spirit? Are you functioning in your calling? Or if you're not functioning and being appointed, what are you doing to prepare for that office? Or are you just living life from one day to the next? God's dreams for your life are far greater, far more wonderful than you can ever imagine. God can take one person and change an entire community. Gideon was one man. He redeemed the nation and saved them from the Midianites. When did he do that? When he discovered his identity. Amen. God kept talking to him. Gideon kept giving excuses, but God kept talking to him. God kept affirming him. God kept giving him value. He says, you will save your nation from the hands of the Midianites until he believed it. And when he believed it, he acted on it. Amen. Amen. God knows you. God loves you. God adds he added value to you and worth. You're not a nobody. You're not a useless. You're not a failure. You were. But when you got born again, you became a new creation in Christ. This is one question every single person on the face of the earth must answer. Or else, you may achieve great things outside of God's calling. But the day you stand before him, it will amount to nothing. God will call. Tom, the evangelist, come forth. And Tom stands. Tom, what have you done with the calling that I've given you? Well, Lord, I made a lot of money. I created a lot of things. Yeah, he said, but that's not what I called you to do. I called you to win souls. What happened? You will be saved, but everything else will be burned up. Because I'm just giving you an example, Tom. Please. <laughs> I'm giving you an example. Peter, the businessman, the entrepreneur. Peter, come forth. He's going to ask you, have you fulfilled the calling? Were you faithful in what I called you to do? Oh, Lord, I didn't know you called me to be this. Ah. I've done this and this. That's why Jesus said, many will tell me that day, I've done this and this. And Jesus said, wait, I didn't call you to do that. Believe me, folks, there are many outside, functioning outside of the grace. They are unauthorized. They are illegal. I drive a certain car. When it's time for service, I take it to the dealer. I don't take it to a mechanic down the road because I don't know what he might do to it. I don't take it to unauthorized dealers because they're cheaper. I pay more money, but I take it to the authorized dealers because I know they're going to do a good job. Amen?
You get my pic. You get my my picture. My my meaning. So remember, identity separation. There has to come a separation. You know, when I discovered my identity, and I'm closing with this, I lived in a small community. There were a number of Greek families. All of us owned clothing stores. Every single one of us. So at five o'clock, they would close the shops. And there was one tea room called Ace Tea Room in Fort Victoria, and they would all gather around the table. After they closed the shop, they wouldn't go home to their wives. They would go sit there, and they would talk about the business of the day. They would gossip about the community, and they would play backgammon. And I would go past there. I recall, and they would call me, Andrea, Ella, do, Ella, 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 gatsi. I say, get up, come. We offer you some coffee. And I say, sorry guys, I've got work to do. He said, what work you got to do? You close the show. I say, I got business with my heavenly father. They mocked at me, but I knew my identity, and I went home every day. I would go upstairs in my bedroom. I would shut the door and spend at least half an hour to an hour in prayer every day, seeking God's face. What if I just sat and wasted my time and engaged in useless conversations? I would not have been prepared already. That's what I'm calling about. You have to separate yourself from a lot of things in order to pursue the thing that enhances your calling and your function. Can we pray? I want to pray a special prayer that God, by His Spirit, would reveal to you your spiritual makeup, what God has gifted you for, your identity that is unique and separate from every other individual, and so that you may give yourself to that which God has prepared you for. Can I pray that prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this, my spiritual family. This is my prayer. Holy Spirit, you are the one who reveals, who guides, who leads us into all truth. I pray that you will take them by the hand, guide them to the rivers of life, to the rivers of revelation knowledge. Impart to them the wisdom, the knowledge they require in order to discover the true identity in Christ and to give themselves to that particular thing you call them for. In Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do. He wasn't trying to be uh, everything to everyone. He pursued that. In fact, he said, it pleased God to separate me from my mother's womb to reveal his son in me that I may preach him to the Gentiles. That's exactly what God said to Jeremiah. And that's exactly what God is saying to you. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.